guys, welcome to the CP Junkie podcast, where we bring you interviews with dentists sharing their CPD stories and journeys from around Australia. What better way to learn than to follow those who've already done it before? CPD Junkie is Australia's most comprehensive CPD, so head over to cpdjunkie.com.au and become a member for free to access the full features of the site. I'm your host, Lawrence Doan, and today we're joined by Dr. Vivek Alagadi. He always wanted to be a doctor, but had a desire to be creative. Dentistry was a judicious blend of both scientific knowledge and artistic skills, which challenged him. So Dr. Viv earned a BDS in India in 2005 and cleared his exams to become a member of the ADC in 2010. To date, he's taken ones in full mouth rehab, wisdom teeth extraction, and dental implants. For him, there's nothing more fulfilling than helping his patients achieve a healthy and beautiful smile. He has considerable expertise in a broad range of dental services, including cosmetic restorative treatments, implants, and surgical extractions. He treats patients under sedation and manages dental treatment in hospitals under general anesthetic. Dr. Vivek Algadi, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lawrence. Thank you for a wonderful introduction. <laughs> so, tell us about your CPD or dental journey into developing expertise in full mouth rehab, wisdom teeth extractions, and implants. Yeah, I, 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 I came to Australia as a new graduate. Actually, uh, I didn't have much experience back in India, and uh, I, I came as a new graduate. I was uh, uh, after clearing my ADC. I joined in one of the surgeries in Perth. Um, I had no clue what I was doing that time and I didn't have any mentorship, but uh, mm. the workplace, I, I didn't like that area where there was no mentorship was available. And I left and I, I, I found this uh, place in country town uh, through dental job sets. That time Simon Palmer uh, helped a lot. And uh, I, as soon as I joined here, it was a country town and uh, we were doing a lot of like, you know, uh, patch up dentistry, a lot of dentures, uh, though I had mentorship, uh, but like uh, I, I was not uh, experiencing what I wanted to do in dentistry. Right. Yeah. And uh, first uh, two, three years, I didn't do much CPD. I was doing just one day courses uh, like mainly in endo and, uh, uh, you know, restorative dentistry. Uh, mm-hmm. like uh, ch- children dentistry because I was seeing a lot of kids and a lot of uh, elderly patients here in dentures. Um, but uh, uh, one of my good friend, uh, Shabana, she uh, she uh, put me on Style Italiano. That time the, the, the world dentistry was like, you know, going on Facebook and everything. And yeah. she, she added me onto DPR as well that time. And that's how I actually exposed to like a lot of this wonderful dentistry being uh, done uh, from great dentists all over the world. Mm-hmm. So that, that's when uh, from 2013, 2014, actual CPD journey started. Right. Yeah. So earlier on, you're saying because you're so busy working, um, you could only attend, you know, the weekend kind of courses, or was it because it really wasn't on your radar at that time? Cause you're really just focusing on doing the work and that's um, what happened. That's right. And uh, my, 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 my uh, principal dentist that time was, uh, uh, you know, he, he used to do CPD, but like mainly focusing on where we can do only on the weekends mm-hmm. and local CPD in Perth. Uh, mm-hmm. That time there was not many CPDs available in Western Australia. 
everything yeah. we had to travel and uh, you know being in a country town going to a cpd in eastern state was a big trouble we have to uh, maybe block from thursday and even monday we, we use like you know a, a lot of uh, working days has to be blocked so we were doing only local cpds uh, but I, I didn't get much value out of those uh, and like they were i was basically doing just to keep the certificate <laughs> yes <laughs> i understand so many cpds but yes. like actual uh, the the thrust for knowledge uh, only uh, uh, going after i i've joined uh, dpr and uh, uh, i've seen this uh, wonderful post from uh, all over the you know australia how amazing uh, dentistry they were been doing so that's mm. when uh, i started like okay i need to i need to up my game and i need to get on to this and uh, i need to learn all these cool techniques sure uh, and so what kind of caught your eye earlier on uh first actually um uh, I, i i wanted to do rubber dam course because okay. like i was struggling with my restorative work um being in a country town i see you know uh some of the cases like severe caries deep caries and i was struggling to put on the band properly mm. uh, i couldn't isolate properly and i, I was like rehating my my own work and i was in a in a situation where like you know whether i am in a right field or not <laughs> right yeah and then uh, um everybody recommended uh, sahil's rabadam course because like um and then uh, i think that is one of the course which i did changed my dentistry completely and uh, sahil sahil was like posting a lot of um, like you know this inspirational things on dpr as well one of the message which caught me on how he started when he was a graduate and how he gained to a situation where he was mm-hmm. uh, he, he wrote a beautiful uh, article actually beautiful piece of message that that inspired me a lot na and Fair then I, i did his course rabadam he was so approachable and after after that course i have been in touch with him i was showing posting my cases to him on you know our facebook and uh, his his personal facebook message and uh, whatsapp and he used to give me inputs and uh, used to uh, suggest me okay if you want to do this do that course do this course and that's how that's how it started and one of my good friend uh, ragunath he 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 dragged me to uh, pascal manes course and wow. that's the that time actually i didn't have much money but that, that was around like 10 12 12 grand course yeah it's expensive hey right? yeah it's a it's rare for him to come down so that's that's probably why as well yeah and uh, that that changed completely everything actually whatever uh, concepts i had till then completely wiped out it's like a new slate mm-hmm. after that course was this what course was this one was this the semi indirect and semi indirect one yeah it was a full workshop on semi indirect uh, direct uh, bonded dentistry and uh, uh, even uh, a little bit on uh, digital dentistry mm-hmm. dr pascal manes course um, uh, back in 20 2016 i think 2015 i think mm-hmm. yeah the, after that i was like you know i i wanted to get into this and i was doing lot of indirects uh, you know uh, taking the impression doing the way he was telling like big composites on the models first then bonding them indirectly and uh, my my principal dentist was also onto uh, it like he he supported me a lot uh, that time even though i was wasting lot of clinical time <laughs> trying to do something different but he supported me a lot and he gave me lot of encouragement 
So, and uh, being it's a small country town, uh, everybody came to know that like I was trying to do something, something different here. And uh, not, not many dentists, like uh, all our patients, the, the surgery has been there from 50 plus years. Mm. So we had a lot of these elderly patients who was coming to the surgery from long time back. All of a sudden I was doing rub everything under rubber dam and they, they were like, no, no other dentist did this. Yes. And then uh, they, they could see I was trying to do something different and uh, they were really appreciative too. I was taking a little bit more time to start with and I was photographing each and every step what I was doing. And they was like, why are you taking all these photos? <laughs> all the patients. And then I, I want to improve my own work. I, I, I can see my mistakes, what I'm doing from these photos. And I will ask, you know, uh, a good dentist way where I'm going wrong so I, I can improve. They were really supportive as well, the patient base here. And uh, that's how I like build on like, you know, okay, this mistake I did in this case, I would post immediately to Sahil what I did wrong. <laughs> now he will give inputs and then that's, that's how it started. Wow. So you're saying basically after you did that course, that's, that was your journey into, I mean, so you did the Sahil's course, he recommended something like um, Pascal Manier's one and that was what catapulted you into doing, was it more cosmetic restorative or was it more rehabilitative, full mouth rehabilitation? That, that time more of the uh, cosmetic and restorative and mm. then uh, I was seeing like a lot of wear patients where the bite is completely gone. And uh, I didn't know what to do. And I, I would ask again, like, you know, uh, my mentors, my friends, uh, what best to do here. That time uh, with, with my uh, communication and everything also, I wouldn't tell patients like a, a big treatment plan or mm -hmm. anything. I would like, the only thing I know that time was to build up with composites. Yeah. So I, uh, I used to like, you know, take the impressions and, uh, post these models to all the mentors. And then they said like, well, why, why, why don't you look into a full mouth rehab course? Mm -hmm. And, uh, first, uh, full mouth rehab course I did was like, again, uh, my friend Raghu, he, he dragged me to the uh, course with, uh, Lincoln Harris. Yeah. At that time he was uh, giving a, a practical hands-on course with our own patients. So I, I found a patient, I flew him from here. Uh, with me and uh, we, we gave him accommodation we paid for everything and I did wow. that. Uh, yeah that, that's again one one of the other game changer for me like uh, uh, so I, I, I could get into more restorative work uh, with in the, not only just with composite but with the indirect restorations mm -hmm. and uh, that 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 another path which took me again okay I need to go into more of these kind of cases now because I was seeing elderly patients who are really struggling with the bite and completely coming every every two years three years i used to do this big composite it cracks again it breaks not because what we did but because of their bite we are not considering uh, you know the deep bite or the wear are not completely into consideration because i i didn't know even though i know i i couldn't give the options like i was scared like you know if mm. i tell like you know this is going to cost you thirty thousand to fix everything but uh, yeah, Lincoln Harris course not only changed the way I was looking at the bite, but he, he gave a lot of inputs on communications as well, how to uh, take the patients, like, you know, understand their problems and properly communicate with them their problems. Mm -hmm. And after that, uh, because I only treated one, one patient with uh, that course, mm -hmm. there was a lot of gaps in the knowledge as well. Like, you know, what if something different comes? Hundred percent. The patient yeah. with only anterior attrition comes. What if the patient only posterior attrition comes? 
then again sahil uh, advised me to do a mini residency in prosthodontics with uh, dr tony rotendo mm -hmm. and uh, that that's when i i did that course uh, hands on uh, and theory and in the meanwhile uh, one of my friend uh, advised us spear education as well mm -hmm. so i did that online uh, spear education course in fulmouth rehab uh, there were like lot of lectures on there like from awesome dentists all over the world so i i could get into those lectures online and that was really good uh, i i could like you know uh, read all the notes and everything or watch videos whenever i want online uh, at, from my own place so yes yeah that took me into the other direction then i've yeah. did a lot of uh, fulmouth rehab courses after that like from even from india and uh, uh, we we flew actually all of my friends together here uh, we flew one of the prosthodontists from india and we organized our own hands on course here in perth uh, that was great too so yeah that's yeah so i'm just going to rehash on that so basically what happened was you were doing single ones first and then you started realizing okay now you've got some uh, full mouth rehab cases and you wanted to do a practical component first um, that had a live patient component to it. But then what you found was that, hey, there's going to be variance um, in the type of full mouth and you feel like there was gaps in your knowledge. So um, you went to go find courses that were uh, theoretical in that aspect um, to try to supplement what was kind of happening. And then on top of that one, you felt, okay, now I've got the theory as well, but actually I, I feel like I need a um, go a bit further more with more hands-on kind of CPD. So that's kind of what compelled you to go overseas and do some of that. That, that is right. Uh, what, what I found with the CPD courses is like, you know, one, once you do one CPD course, it'll give you a thirst for knowledge. Mm. Then you come, you come and implement, then you find more problems. You know, okay, uh, they didn't talk about this part. Yeah. Or else like you're doing practical, you know the theory, but actually that theory never applies practically. It may apply to one patient and the next patient, it changes. Yes. Then you, you, you want to learn more, like, you know, then you'll find another course. Uh, luckily I found exactly like when I did the practical course first, yes. uh, I, I understood like, you know, my knowledge is not enough yes. to like approach each and every case. Then I went did the theory course. Then I understood a lot of like actually what I was doing wrong or where my diagnosis is going. Like, you know, you mm -hmm. need to diagnose differently or you need to give the treatment plan differently on some cases. Uh, you can't just do everything with ceramic. You can uh, do like, you know, a bit composite work, bit ceramic work and bit of implants. You need to put everything together. Right. That's how I understood. Okay. Now my, my knowledge is starting this aspect of the uh, dentistry. Then I, I, I would go and do uh implants now i need to learn implants too you can't, <laughs> yes. you can't just do you know with like limited uh, materials yes then, then i went into implants that time uh the problem was my principal dentist was in later stages of his his, his dental career he didn't want to uh, invest into a uh, lot of uh, uh, gadgets and the stuff he wanted to retire slowly mm -hmm. uh, and uh, when when i wanted to do uh, implants and my colleague uh, he was not ready to uh, spend around like 30 40 grand into implant motors implant you know buying the implants and stuff so yeah. said, if, if you want to learn i'm happy I, I will hand over the surgery to you and you do whatever you want right yeah yeah 
So talk to me about that. Yeah, talk to me about that. Because, you know, a lot of associates are in that particular situation, but they're like, you know, the practice doesn't do it. They don't want to invest in it, but the associate is interested in it. You know, how do you kind of take the leap? Yeah, I was never really interested in practice ownership. Like I, mm-hmm. my, my personality or my uh, understanding about the accounts and this one is very poor, really poor. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was always like, you know, asking my principal dentist only like, uh, first when I went into, you know, the uh, rubber dam also, I, I used to buy my own rubber dam because nobody else was doing in the surgery. I mm-hmm. wanted isodam. Everybody using the normal, you know, uh, green rubber sheet and it was tearing everywhere. <laughs> my, my practice manager at that time, I don't want to buy you this expensive stuff when nobody else is using because we, we are a big surgery. Five other dentists, four other dentists was there and you only you wanted to use this. I, I invested in those small, small things myself, but like when, when implants comes to, you know, it's a big investment and uh, I, I didn't want to just invest on my own and then do it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's when I, I spoke to my principal dentist and he said like, you know, I'm happy now uh, in this uh, later stages of my career, if you want to take over the surgery, you, you're happy to take over and you do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And then my wife is also a dentist and I spoke to her and she's, she's, I, I told her like if you are happy looking after the uh, expenses part like in your surgical ownership part i'm happy to take over the surgery and she said like okay i, I will go into that field and she has been a really good support she reduced our clinical days and then she's been a practice manager and she she's looking after the uh, you know financial parts of the surgery and mm-hmm. I, I could concentrate just on the dentistry and uh, that's how we went into implants, me and my colleague. Uh, when I joined back in 2020, my colleague was also there, like we grew together. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, me, I dragged her, we both went and did implant courses and then we invested in implants. We started doing slowly, you know, uh, getting into implants and everything. She's, she's very smart. Uh, she picks up everything very quickly. She is like absolute, like gifted talent. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I I have to do two times and she can just observe and she picks up. So all my I do all full mouth rehab courses and I come back, I explain her. She don't even have to go to a course, like she she observes and she picks up. Like mm-hmm. she she does be- better than me. <laughs> <laughs> She's like a super sponge. She, she just put it in there, she just sucks it all up. Yeah. <laughs> so that actually she gives me a lot of support, like you know, a lot of that that uh, comfort zone. Uh so we both we both grew together so we, we invested in that and then uh, 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 even i did two courses before her she did the first implant and she did you know she put, okay she's doing now i have started to do <laughs> that's how yeah we complemented each other and we invested in implants and uh, first one was implants then we looked into digital dentistry we wanted to bring uh, digital dentistry into a country town um, but finances wise, uh, we were a bit worried because we just took over the surgery. It was a paper surgery. We just converted everything into uh, computer based. Uh, we invested a little bit on that and then uh, we invested on implants uh, and uh, we wanted to get into digital dentistry. So we were looking for the options uh, for like a second hand kind of mill mm-hmm. and scanner. Uh, that time, uh, one of my good friends suggested John Scullo uh from nexus uh he gave us a good deal with a uh, uh, serec and uh, we bought a trio scanner and that's how we we we, we got 
into digital dentistry actually right. my principal was like a little bit scared he never used a computer he never used you know anything digital. what's a phone what's this mobile phone right. <laughs> he had like he still have that like old nokia mobile phone he, he was like uh, yeah but like yeah. he's been great support he was like on board with everything and uh, he loves digital dentistry more than me now <laughs> he, he scans everything he does a lot of dentures he's not gone back to the impressions now he, he scans everything even is like uh, rpds even full full dentures sometimes he scans wow yeah there you go i think you know there's a few gems there for some of our um community as well you know how you said that earlier on just because you couldn't get the material um, that you wanted, that didn't stop you from going out and buying it yourself because you wanted to take your dentistry to the next level. And then, yeah, yeah. and then what you were talking about was, because I ask a lot of guests as well, you know, if they reach a point, uh, all of us at some point, where we start to contemplate about practice ownership, about being a specialist, about being a super dental GP or, you know, starting a family, and you've mentioned that what really kind of allowed you to make that decision was your partner being supportive um, with you 100% to make that plunge. Because otherwise, like you were implying, is that you probably wouldn't have made that jump. No, yeah. So if if if, if she said like I, I didn't want to look after the financial part, I would never have gone into the practice ownership. Because from start, like you know, uh, as a kid. Uh, I I know my uh, strengths. I know mm-hmm. my weaknesses. So my 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 dad, being a doctor, actually is always used to say, "You are never a good organizer. You are never a good, <laughs> uh, never good with money." <laughs> but whenever like uh, money comes to me, I don't know where it goes. Like I just spend it. I don't even know where I'm spending. I'm very bad. With, <laughs> I'm very bad with money management. That yeah. that I know from the start. Yeah. <laughs> so my my wife. Like, yeah, she said, like, uh, yeah, I, I would look into that because actually my principal dentist also, as soon as I, I took over the surgery, I was like making all these changes. I was spending all the money onto the computers and like, you know, new gadgets. And he warned me like, you know, please don't go like that fast. Mm-hmm. Take, take, take a step, like, you know, slowly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when I actually, I wanted to buy brand new Serec and everything. <laughs> And uh, my wife talked sensing to me as well, like, you know, you, we are making changes in a small country town. We don't know how many people will be into it. Even like, you know, uh, my principal dentist being, whether he will use that or not, because he used to see a lot more patients than me that time. Mm. I was still taking time. I was still taking photographs and, you know, I was doing my dentistry a bit slow that time because I was more uh, concentrating on, um, uh, you know, uh, providing lot better dentistry than like a lot faster dentistry. Mm-hmm. So I was seeing very limited amount of patients because like I was taking time. Yes. But one hour I used to do, you know, two fillings in one hour. <laughs> uh, that time I was not making much money. Yeah. But I was not, I was not concentrating on money because like my wife is also a dentist. She was earning a good amount. So I mm-hmm. was concentrating more on like getting my uh, dentistry better yes and and she talked sense into me and then that's how we bought the second hand uh, uh a milling unit and a, a scanner yeah uh, actually we didn't, we didn't go into serac as well we bought trios mm. and uh, and uh, and uh, a sirona mill and we we combined hybridly with the in lab so it worked out almost like uh, 85 90 grand cheaper mm. 
Well, look, I want to say, you know, there was, during that time, there probably wasn't a lot of info or CPD on digital dentistry. So how did you kind of go learning all of that? You know, like you said, you know, you were two, using two different systems. There would have been a lot of headaches. It was, it was. I was like a next day only. Let, let's buy Seracash. <laughs> it's a lot easier. But like, uh, no, again, uh, my friends were in digital dentistry by then. Uh, I bought this 2017. Uh, I used to, again, ask a lot of questions to them, like uh, they were really good help. And I went and did the uh, uh, Lawrence Law course uh, and, and Serac. Um, that was a really good course. It helped a lot to understand mm -hmm. actually basic concepts like how to scan and how to design. Uh, it was a good bunch of dentists there. It was really helpful. And uh, uh, again, um, Sahil, you know, I used to post <laughs> again to him. How, how do how do I get over it and everything? And John Scullow, who sold me the uh, uh, unit, he was really good help as well. I used to call him in the evening and then I used to come online. Uh, mm -hmm. He used to come into my computer. He used to help me with the designing part, where if I'm going somewhere wrong. And uh, and uh, good thing with the digital dentistry is like it's not like an impression. You did a mistake. You can't like you had to do it again. It, it, it's it's like a toy. You keep on playing on it, you learn more about it. Mm. You, you did mistake, you can easily erase it at, okay, I did wrong here. Um, I, I have to get better here. Immediately, you can see all your mistakes uh, mm. in the digital dentistry and where with the impressions, our technicians are so good, actually, they, they mask all our mistakes and give us beautiful crowns. With, with the digital dentistry, you can, you're your own technician. So I, I could see a lot of my preps were like having undercuts and, uh, you know, the margins were not clear. And that improved my dentistry too. Digital dentistry scanning and you see your own prep. Okay, this is really bad prep. I had to reprep this one, you know. Then the patient is sitting there. You can easily correct and you can rescan it. And that, that's, so that's improved my dentistry a lot as well. Mm. And after digital dentistry, actually what I learned from Pascal Manis course, I could implement so well. Before with the impressions, I could only do a little bit. I used to left the other part to the technician to uh, provide me what, what I was thinking in mind. Sometimes yes. it, it never actually goes that way. But with the digital dentistry, I, I could only like, you know, I'm my own technician now. So I, I can really prep and uh, design the way I want. Yes. It changed a lot. And as I said, my principal dentist, never used any computer before he he does beautiful designs of like this emacs crowns and everything he loves it <laughs> well i think that's an interesting point that you talked about how you know that learning curve made you learn exponentially um through that digital because you could magnify you could see a lot closer up and then it, when it came to actually constructing it you saw your own issues and it all fell on you because you couldn't blame anyone else no you can't <laughs> Yeah, you can't. And actually, it, 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 it helped with the patients as well. That wow factor in a country town, uh, they have never seen anything like this. Mm. All, all of a sudden, they're seeing, they're seeing their all problems. Uh, photographs, yes, but like even uh, digitally, it tells them immediately, okay, my that, that, that feeling is also not looking good. What, what do you think? They, they started asking questions. Mm. And that, that, that helped us as well. And uh, being in a small country town, this helps too. The word of mouth uh, was like 
blown out. People go out and tag these these guys are trying to do something different. You know, these mm. guys are trying to bring all this kind of technology into a country town. And uh, we were uh, even uh, uh, local journalists came and like put us on articles. Like you know, we are trying to do something. Uh, when we bought CBCT here, people were traveling almost 300 kilometer to get a CBCT done. And spending a lot of money, not only the on the uh, technology, but they had to go. One day is wasted. They have to wait. They have to get an appointment. Now they can come here. They they can have uh, their CBCT, and uh, we are planning in one day. The within two days they can have their implant done. Mm. So that that's that's changed as well in the uh, local community as well. We, we, that we are trying to help them out, not only with the uh, a good in, uh, uh, treatment options, but also with their like you know. Uh, they don't have to travel 200 kilometers now. Yeah. Especially with the elderly people, some of the, some of uh, my patients uh, where I've done uh, implants, they have to like you know ask their friends or family or somebody to take them to uh, you know Perth uh, to get the CBCT done or these X-rays done or anything. Yeah. So now that 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 they don't have to know, they can just walk into the surgery and have the. Uh, <laughs> I want to ask as well, you know, how did you know, because a lot of graduates, when they graduate, they feel like I need to go learn ortho, I need to go learn implants, you know, it's kind of straight away. How did you know that implants was the way that you wanted to go? Was that because you were kind of knew you're interested into surgical aspect because you were doing wisdom teeth? No, not really. No, uh, actually, I, I, I was scared of implants till now. <laughs> so I, that's, uh, I don't do too many implants. Mm -hmm. I, I do implants where exactly necessary. I will still give the option of bridge <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, if, if I can. Uh, but like uh, some some cases you can't you can't just uh, do restoratively. They absolutely needed implants. And obviously they are the best option, especially one single tooth missing or even if you are going on all on four. Uh, actual implant, uh, uh, the journey which I wanted to take started actually, I wanted to uh, give uh, my all my denture patients really good like retentive dentures mm. that's where it started because our our population here is more like a retired elderly uh, patients yeah uh, my de my denture i i used to really struggle with my dentures actually i i went and did a, a full denture proper denture course from one of the german uh, prosthetists in in brisbane mm -hmm. and the way he was doing dentures was like really with gothic arch tracing a two impression, double impressions. He was setting up his own teeth uh, and doing a try-in with anterior teeth first, then the posterior teeth. Uh, it was like a, it was like a four-day course I did in Brisbane. I thought like I'm not doing any of this in my my regular practice. And some of our patients used to come from 200 kilometers, 300 kilometers. I can't ask them to come 10 times for just doing one single denture. If I am not doing that kind of denture, I better do implant dentures where the suction is there. Yeah, that's how I went into implant dentistry. That 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 keeping in mind, but like I really help now uh, with single implants and everything as well. Mm. Um, uh, the other part is like I, I find, you know, as you are doing your dentistry, as you are like getting more and more comfortable with the normal procedure at at a point. It, it challenges you it, like you know this is this is not challenging enough i need to go into the other aspect now mm. uh, that that's how the implant journey started because i was doing a lot of wisdom teeth under general anesthesia as well and uh, but wisdom teeth teeth comes out at the end like you know they heal somehow 
implant implant has to stay in properly <laughs> you still need to understand a lot of uh, biology and uh, soft tissue around the implants and everything so first i learned implants and then i uh, started uh, uh, understanding you know there is soft tissue around the implants as well you need to look into that then i went and did the, some soft tissue courses uh, that's that's how i'm i'm still in learning process of implants so i'm doing one of the uh, certificate courses with uh, dr misag habibi here um, still on, the, on 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 that journey yes and, uh, again with all on force as well i went and some of our friends got together we we uh, went and did one of the courses practical hands on courses in india because there are not many in australia here now um, on live patients so with one of the best surgeons in india we 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 approach them we like you know a customized course for ourselves and we went and did the course there yeah right that helped a lot too so so you're saying your implant journey kind of started because one you felt like one dentures there wasn't your favorite but also you didn't see the um you know how could you get patients keep coming back to do adjustments you know that wasn't fair on the patients that was one number two was that um, you wanted something that was more retentive and improve on that. So you were doing those individual denture retained um, implants first. And then um, you were doing, I guess, single implants along, along that journey. And was that through what you were saying, weekend kind of courses? Or was that through um, a little bit more structured? And then how did you make that decision to go into something structured like what you're doing now? Uh, the first implant course which I did was Dr. Bob Hutkinski and uh, uh, Dr. Manas Sayed, the local specialists here in Perth. Right. It was through, the, was through Southern Implants. It was like a, a seven-week and uh, uh, straight away stretched course over a period of like two, three months. Mm. Uh, we did that first. It, it covered a lot of theory component, a lot of uh, practical component, and uh, we could do a couple of cases uh, under supervision from Dr. Manas Sayed, the local periodontist here. Mm -hmm. uh, she was a great help. So that is the first course, but I was still not confident enough to take on implants that time. We, we invested in implants. As I said, my colleague was doing more implants than me. I was yeah. not even still confident on implants um, because I thought like, you know, I was never a, a, a really good student. <laughs> you know, my, my learning, I, I, I take two, three times. I have to see and do, and then I will get it. Mm -hmm. uh, so first I did that then I went and did the MIS course uh, in Melbourne as well and then I was doing a little bit of like simple implants and everything but I wanted to I, I was never enjoying a single implant I was, I was like why, why to take all this stress like just give a bridge you know <laughs> I, I was thinking like that yeah uh, but uh, but like the dentures pushed me to learn more implants actually I could see the happiness in the patients, uh, like, you know, the, all, all their life, they were wearing these loose dentures, never happy. And all of a sudden you put two, three implants and give the dentures and I could see the happiness in them. And, you know, that, that, that gave me a lot of ability. Motivation. Like, I'm really doing some difference here. Yeah. Even like yeah. Single implant patients, they never, oh, it looks good. Okay. And they're never that happy. Yes, no, it's not a drastic change. They don't realize how much of an um, improvement you've actually brought to their lives. That, um, true, yeah. Yeah. So tell me about your how you came about your wisdom teeth extraction um, journey. How, did you uh, yeah, go through CPD was, for that? 
I actually, uh, like, uh, as soon as I graduated, I went and worked in this uh, surgery back in India. Hmm. That time, as a new graduate, they don't give you any cases. All we do is assist, you learn, you know. Yeah. Uh, and they don't even pay you. So it's it's like uh, so many dentists in India. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> it's very hard to find a job. So I, one of my uh, dad's friend son was a dentist. Like he was really doing good. So I just went and approached him. I was like, like I, know, I will come and I'll work for you or just assist you or just do some something here. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, he used to get a lot of wisdom teeth, and he used to call one one surgeon to come and uh, you know uh, do the cases for him. and i was assisting him and i was like really wow this is really good you know the surgery and as a new graduate all, always you wanted to do some like you know really huge kind of thing where when you come out of the uni uh, that was really good actually i was assisting him on really difficult wisdom teeth and i really liked that kind of procedure and uh, when i came to this country town nobody was doing wisdom teeth here all referrals even the simple yeah. ones simple uh, uh mesia amular uh, those kind of things they were not doing if if it is buried refer mm-hmm. uh, even if with the soft tissue refer then i thought like okay there is huge potential here if i if i learn this we can provide the uh, service here mm-hmm. i went and did this uh, from uwa there was a, uh, a good course them oral practical surgery uh they they taught us how to section the teeth how to open the flap how to suturing and everything and then then slowly i i built on that i was doing uh, simple cases and everything here and uh, i've still thought like you know we can provide more because i was still sending out lot of simple cases also because people didn't wanted to do it in the chair they wanted yeah. to do it in the anesthesia yeah and uh, th- that time uh, uh, i was looking for uh, wisdom teeth courses uh, in australia and only in melbourne there is a course and it used to sell out really fast they put the date and uh, you, by the time you open it sold out yeah and uh, i think i found uh, one of the good friends again uh, suggested college uh, course that time dci uh, through it was in uh, cambodia and uh, under uh, dr anthony goes um supervision mm. it was fantastic course uh, i immediately uh, booked on that one i went and did uh, he he taught us really from basics how how do you approach a case how do you plan how how do you section everything it was really gave me a good good um, exposure and then after that i i i've read on a few uh, books really good books uh, surgical extraction books and then i watched lot of youtube videos for at least like 3 4 days like you know i only watched like you know all this uh, surgical extraction cases on youtube and first few cases i booked under general anesthesia were like uh, simpler ones uh, young patients uh, which usually comes out quite easy and then i build on that like as i was getting more content and i was getting more uh, you know uh, 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 comfortable with the procedure i started going on to be difficult cases and everything yeah wow yeah yeah that's a, that's an interesting thank you for diving so deep into it yeah so of all those kind of cpds what's been your biggest clinical impact on your dentistry today first and foremost is a rubber dam mm-hmm. now i can i can't imagine doing dentistry without rubber dam <laughs> yeah it was really changed not not only my experience my patients experience as well and my dental nurses If mm. I don't put rubber dam, they hate me now. <laughs> I was like, they 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 come with the rubber dam. Put it on, and uh, 
yeah it's because it's it it makes their life easy as well like you know if i i i do um, uh, some of the difficult uh, deep carries cases as well under rubber dam now so comfortable and easy access uh, that that changed a lot that changed my dentistry a lot and i'm enjoying dentistry more after after the rubber dam course and uh, definitely uh, pascal manes course Mm-hmm. because the concept wise and uh, thinking wise it opened my mind uh, and then uh, uh, dr tony rotendo's mini residency that gave humongous uh, you know inputs into the theory knowledge and uh, the way you treatment plan oh, man he, his work is awesome like you know he is like you can't you can't even uh, f- know which tooth he did like you know right? <laughs> and that kind of work and that kind of you know you exposed to that kind of uh, uh uh excellence in dentistry it it inspires you every day like you know one day you need to reach that level kind of stuff and uh, yeah uh, lincoln harris uh, hands on full mouth as well that gave a lot of input not only understanding the dentistry but the communication part so that's when actually after that i i went and did my communication course i was never really good with my english Mm-hmm. so I, i sometimes i don't even uh, know my patients are understanding me or not you know i'll ask them to repeat like you know <laughs> tell me what i told you <laughs> are you sure you understand <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, that that helped me as well uh, yeah the, these and uh, jason smithson's uh, uh, composite uh, course as well uh, with mm. uh, dr anthony mac and uh, jason smithson yes that one actually that was the first course where uh, dr anthony mac was talking about digital dentistry uh, i wa- i wasn't a practice owner at that time but like that that gave me a spark like you know if if i ever own a surgery i wanted to do uh, digital dentistry he was showing the case where he did uh, indirect restorations um, and uh, he he took the scan he he sent the scan to new zealand where his uh, technician was yes. and the and the and the and the crown was there next day from new zealand and uh, he was telling how how easy it made into that like you know the workflow yeah that 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 inspired me a lot so you yeah. you could see the future at that time you could see how you know things didn't have to take days and days it could just take a few days it would get there that's right and to the and, and that was a, a really difficult um a case he was showing as well and to the excellent um, work they they put it into that like the workflow was so seamlessly incorporated which which was like mind blowing that time for me like yeah you can share that dentistry could be more it, it, it could be boundless you can that's you know that's right yeah yeah Um so was there any particular CPD that you felt that wasn't quite as beneficial for you um at the time and you would do differently next time? Uh yeah, I, I went and did this uh, Redislow uh course on uh, soft tissues and uh, Ricardo Kern's course on soft tissues. Uh like yeah, my surgical skills that time was only f- limited to wisdom teeth and simple flap openings. Mm-hmm. Their their surgery was like for the world class next level so man it's like <laughs> uh, yeah that, i only thing i all my cpds whenever I, i i did like i used to line up my cases even with full mouths or even with uh, surgical extractions and everything i used to line up 10 cases then i used to go and do this course come come back implement immediately otherwise i'll forget like you know yeah. if you don't implement and immediately after the course the mentors were in touch with you you can, you can share the cases 
if you if you after like six months you post the case they don't respond so immediately that that's only two courses i couldn't implement immediately because like i i didn't have that many cases lined up with the soft tissue surgeries and being in a country town people don't care about like you know their gums are not looking correct and so that that's i i've learned a lot but like i couldn't implement immediately so now now i wanted to do those courses again because mm. now i'm i'm doing more restorative work i'm doing more cosmetic work i'm doing more like you know uh, veneers and stuff so that that one area i wanted to re redo and uh, get into it very fast yeah you know, i think that's an interesting point you know for a lot of our earlier younger clinicians who's uh, we've come, had on as a guest they talk about how um, they get more out of it the second time they go back um, and you know for yourself you, you you're you're up front about saying hey look the first time i did it i didn't quite implement it as much because i only had one or few cases um, that i could set up for it but now that i have a bit more experience in it and now that it's I have these cases lined up. I'm happy to go back and do it again, even though it will cost you a little bit of money, but it will beneficial. It will benefit you and you would get so much more out of it. That's an interesting, yeah. Yes, I, uh, any course I did, like even full mouth course, I was spending around like 25 grand, 30 grand that time. Uh, I, I had to take like, you know, uh, a loan from the bank as well for one of the courses, but like, wow. I, as soon as you come back, if you implement that money will come back in like within two, three cases. Mm. So that, that's the thing. If you don't implement, I, I, I think my personal experience is you just forget what mm. you learned. As yeah. soon as you implement, actually, not only you remember what you learned from the course, you, you, you get more doubts. And uh, if those mentors, because we just did the course, obviously they are ready to help mm-hmm. and uh, they, they give more inputs. And that, that, that drives you to the another course. Okay, I'm, I'm lacking my uh, knowledge here. I'm lacking my skills here. And then you, you wanted to do go. It, it just inspires you to do more, like mm. every time. Uh, it I do want to ask, yeah, like how, because a, a lot of new grads are probably, or recent graduates are thinking, hey, I've got, you know, these veneer cases kind of, uh, veneer course that I want to learn, you know. How do I line up these patients so that I can do it? soon after it because sometimes they're like oh you know it might be six months down the track when i have these courses but how do i push this patient to be waiting for me that far away yeah that's a, a good point actually you asked like a, a really good rapport with your patient helps a lot if i see a case i i tell um, my patient like a first uh, alan four case uh, I, I i i did uh, I told the patient, like, you know, you, you're with this denture from so long. Uh, you're never happy with this. It keeps on cracking. It keeps on breaking. And uh, I, I did a denture for him. It, it wasn't good enough. My principal did a denture for him again. Uh, it wasn't good enough. So mm-hmm. I spoke to that guy, like, you know, okay, let's let I'm going and learning this particular kind of course, which is uh, quite extensive surgery and everything. If you are happy to wait, I will do at a discounted price for you because you will be my first case. And uh, I, I kept him on wait list like that. Even mm. with a full mouth case, uh, I flew my own patient and um, he only has to pay uh, lab charge. I, I paid his flight charges. I paid his uh, uh, accommodation charges and everything. But uh, the way he goes out and talk about you, like, you know, to learn something you use 
you spend your own money on him you know uh, but he the 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 value he gets out of it is humongous after that course also like the first case i did i did for a huge discounted price on uh, a full mouth rehab case the patient was not ready to spend that much money yeah i was upfront like i told like you know this i've just learned this technique i've just i know what i am doing but i'm not at that level of you know a, a master yet uh, providing this kind of work mm. uh, i he understood and he said like okay do do what you want and uh, i'm happy to wait i wow. kept those couple of cases like that mm-hmm. and the second case also i did like a little bit of composite work at the posteriors but all anterior was like ceramic upper and lower and mm-hmm. uh, I, i gave a little bit of uh, discount again uh, for the second case as well i was upfront with my lab charge i was like with country town you can't like something goes wrong they go they go out and talk a lot and it it, it affects the reputation mm. uh, being in a small country town uh, so i was upfront you know this is this is how much my lab charge this is how much my time i am taking these all are materials i need to use this is how much it costs for me this is how much you need to pay uh, if if you are happy with it I, I, i'm going to do this at this price but i am learning as well things may go wrong please bear with me i am happy to correct if something goes wrong and mm-hmm. uh, they understand and they will let you work on work on them because like when, when you learn a course Uh, that that all on four course i've learned uh, i've did couple of uh, cases there on live patients but like under supervision here i come back i don't have anybody to fall back you know something goes wrong so you need to be upfront with the patients so that they understand that you are trying to do uh, something which you just learned yeah yeah i think th- i think that's an important message because a lot of like i said graduates want to take it to that next level and to your point you just got to be honest with them um both sympathetic and empathetic you know um, be open you don't have to try to hide it um, mm-hmm. and hopefully you know they come come on understanding and if they don't then you know that's fine you can you're happy to refer them on but you know that's if right. they are happy to then you're happy to go ahead with the journey and I, I understood in my my journey here in 10 years uh, dealing with this uh, you know country patients they very appreciate you if you tell them upfront if you, if you tell them like you know uh, i'm just i've just learned this technique and i'm trying to implement and uh, i'm trying to learn from you they're more than happy to be your guinea pig you know <laughs> it's like all my all my patients like that whichever i did first like became very good friends now you know uh, which i learned like i used to take each step procedure and everything and i i tell them like you know something may go wrong i have to call my friend now what to do now here yeah i i i was upfront like that too and uh, yeah they understand that you are trying to really give a value to them but at the same time you are like you know you you you've been very honest with them mm yeah i think that's a good message to kind of give to our community um so tell us have there been any i mean you you're talking about these struggles you know have there been any other struggles um along your cpd or dental journey so far that some of our viewers might not know about yeah, the- only the only struggle was like i was spending a lot of money on the uh, uh, cpd uh, at that time so i i couldn't I, i like because being in a country town with i had to i had to block my days then go fly find accommodation there were not many courses in perth that time like even now actually mm. uh, where, where you want to uh, learn this uh, awesome 
uh, you know uh, advanced surgeries now now people are coming up with good courses actually i've learned uh, a full mouth rehab course uh, before i went to india to uh, you know uh, uh, customize for ourselves but uh, is a local prosthodontist uh, uh, mike michael uh, he 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 ran a course um, and very supportive as well but like uh, we we never allowed to uh, do a live uh, court, uh, case ourselves we mm-hmm. we observed him what he was doing and everything but still you know as as long as you don't feel you don't get it he yeah. he makes it so simple they are specialists and they have been doing for so long uh, he was doing implants uh, full mouth rehab like he took only like one hour you place six implants in one hour like he was doing sinus lift you know so everything i it make you think it is simple but as long as you start doing it you don't you don't understand like how much uh, you know uh, struggles you have to go through as a first case I, mm. that, that kind of thing is still not there in australia because a lot of other, other problems here comes into action as well you know uh, insurance yes. stuff and if if you if you stop off something it, it goes on to the specialists but uh, yeah these these courses in overseas really help uh, a lot um i i wanted to do more in australia i, I actually because of this covid i had to stop uh, mm-hmm. i was about to enroll in uh, aia aia uh, australian institute of uh, academy with implants yes uh, covid now western australia borders completely closed i can't fly yes uh, but uh, yeah that, that 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 kind of thing actually uh, still lacking in western australia because we are not getting uh, really good courses here in perth so we had to still travel that's the main struggle uh, blocking your days and going for like 4 5 days you lose money here as a practitioner and then you spend already a lot of money on the course um, that gives a little bit financial struggle uh, that other than that all good yeah yeah i th- i think um you know that i think you're on you've talked about so many different points there um and i think they're all very valuable One thing I want to ask about is, you know, you've worked in a you worked in a party shop while you were doing your dental your AD your ADC yes, exams. Yeah, Can you tell yeah, us about I, that? Yeah, I was like I as as I told you I came here as a new graduate. I was doing my English test, I had to do my theory, then I had to do my clinical exam. Uh that time uh the process was really long. Uh it used to take at least 2 to 3 years. and being uh, very poor in my english i i failed my english tests few times <laughs> yeah yeah uh, before before i i passed uh, luckily i passed my uh, clinical and uh, theory exam in one go but like english was the kind it put me off every every time i used to fail in writing that's why all my referral letters also i i put out to somebody else like <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that time yeah i work i worked in a um, like a, a party shop i i really enjoyed it uh, there uh, actually all our whatever my communication actually now in english i learned from there i picked it picked it up from there um, it was again creative job i used to i i joined as a store store boy and uh, i used to play with these balloons blow one balloon inside the balloon and color the balloons inside i put the sparkles it's uh, i used to put small tiny glue inside the balloon this clear balloon and i used to throw some sparkles and blow it and all these different color sparkles go and attach onto those clear balloon it used to really look good 
<laughs> I used to play a lot like it, it, it's like party every day in the party shop. <laughs> <laughs> it was a party in the party shop. Yeah, um like... I I mean look hey, I want to I want to just dive into that a little bit more. So, you know, you you pass you know two of the exams but your english one you're struggling with and you failed it and you have to do it again can you talk to me about you know getting through the adc exams is not easy right and so when you fail one component of it that holds you back for another year that's right so um, talk to me about that mindset i mean because you know some of our listeners are going through that process of applying for adc as well yeah the thing is with uh, adc they they they, they test your uh, uh, knowledge as a, a new graduate like you know how, what australian new graduate would be uh, at at what standard as a overseas you need to be at that standard and uh, though we have really good theoretical education uh, back in india we, we mm. never had that much uh, uh, practical oriented uh, education because the the kind of cases we get in india is completely different to the kind of cases uh, we get in australia sure and uh, the the kind of uh, uh, financial situations uh, australian uh, population uh, is at is completely different to the indian population is it sure so uh, when when we came to australia I, uh, like one thing you need to be really good at communication because in india Uh, whatever we say is patient agrees mm, it's golden yeah whatever we think best you need implant that's it patient okay to implant it's mm-hmm. not like that in australia you need to give a lot of information you need to take uh, informed consent you need to give treatment options not just one treatment option you need to you know tell everything uh, because uh, it, it, it huge on you know your indemnity insurance and everything in india it's it's there it's not really well structured at that time when when i graduated in 2005 now it's caught up but uh, uh, that that was a, a really a big uh, thing which we didn't understand that time like you know uh, in uh, treatment planning and everything so i i went and did a, a, a little bit of training uh, in melbourne uh, which helped a lot uh, uh one month training uh, that time they used to call otc mm-hmm. uh, melbourne uni used to uh, run for overseas dentists yeah uh, that helped a lot and uh, but like i was still failing in english uh, which yeah because i've never studied in english medium back in india uh, other mm-hmm. than uh, the dentistry uh, all my uh, uh, school and schooling and uh, uh, uni was in my own mother tongue like yes. so that my as i said my wife is also a dentist she she cleared the english in one go and she she was on to the exam so i thought like okay let her become a dentist and i will enjoy with party shop you know <laughs> so i thought like but like uh, uh, luckily uh, uh, i i cleared the uh, otc after a couple of attempts uh, mm-hmm. uh, english test uh, somehow <laughs> uh, i got lucky with writing uh, the last time uh, but yeah as soon as uh, i i've cleared my english test i i, I immediately i could clear my theory and practical exam uh, yeah i think that's an interesting story because a lot of people when they fail at they you know it just bogs them down but for you that didn't really stop you. you i mean even though your wife got through and you're you're like you know i'm actually content i'm happy 
Um, I just know I just got to do it again, and then I, I I can move on. But you know that's that's interesting because I'm sure you would have seen people around you. Yeah. I know I was not good in English, so I thought like you know I had to get better. <laughs> yeah. If I was good in English and I was failing, maybe it might be different. <laughs> so. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, because like I was gonna say, like a lot of people around you probably who are going through these exams with you, they're like, oh, like I failed. Like, how do I get? You know, it's another year here. There's so many things weighing on me. I gotta, you know, how do I do this again for another year? But. I think um, I guess what you're trying to say is like attitude is really important. How you look at yeah. perceive things, yeah. I was I was happy. I, I failed the English test, but I was happy in the party shop. I was enjoying every day. So I was like, you know, okay, when I pass, I will pass. Let's try again. Let's try again. That's all. But my wife pushed me a lot as well because she she knows me. She is my batchmate. She she knows me uh, from college days as well. Like you know. uh you you do have the skill just pass the english you will pass the test just pass the english you will pass you know a uh, a uh, uh, dental exam don't worry you, you keep on trying <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um and did you look to i mean apart from just the one month of that course over in melbourne did you look to other places like facebook or online resources to kind of Uh, prepare you for the ADC exam. Really, that, that time there were not many uh, like online options like was there in back in 2006. Uh, not me. Only we had a close group of friends who were going through the exams. We used to uh, help in between ourselves and uh, but not many courses uh, there that time and not many Facebook profiles or anything. Mm, fair enough. Well, Dr. Vivek, um, there's so many more questions I actually want to ask you, but that's all the time we have for today. So, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you if, so much for the opportunity. <laughs> if you could let the people know how they can find you or what you've got going on in your life. Um, well, yeah, they can find me on Facebook, like uh, Vivek Reddy. Yeah, you can easily uh, find me on that. Uh, and uh, yeah, well, right now I'm really enjoying my dentistry. I still want to do a lot more. Now we recently got into 3D printing. I want to learn that uh, part of uh, dentistry now. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm enjoying my dentistry at this point. <laughs> If you like this episode, drop a comment below on your favorite part or leave a review. Don't forget to share it with your friends, and we'll see you in the next episode of CP Junkie Podcast.